Hey everybody, it's Nico with today's Thought Load. And today I'm going to talk about permaculture and the profitability of permaculture. But first I think I need to describe the normal process that most farmers in the United States go through, what types of crops they usually have, and what results from that type of monocrop situation. So first and foremost... I've learned recently reading Mark Shepard's book here that about 80% of all U.S. farmers have some sort of either secondary job, whether it's themselves or their spouse, or their child. Someone has a secondary job to help offset the costs of the farm. Now, some of the statistics that I'm reading in this book, one of them says that now this is from 1999, but. Is this, this will still give a good idea of how much something like this costs. It says, USDA production cost t- statistics from 1999 show that it costs approximately $250 an acre per year in order to produce a crop. So for a 100-acre farm, that's $25,000 a year in inputs just to grow something like corn. Okay. Now, the problem with that setup, because it is an annual crop, is that if a natural disaster occurs, flood, hail, tornado, hurricane, wherever you're out of, I don't know, earthquake, your crop could be totally destroyed. And so in this situation, for a standard American farmer growing corn, you could be spending $25,000 a year and get absolutely nothing in return. Now, to me personally, that that doesn't make sense, right? If we're talking about investments, do you want to invest in one thing or do you want to invest in a wide range of assets and make a well-rounded portfolio that protects you from downturns in the market? Well, we, most of us want that well-rounded portfolio, right? Why? Why aren't we taking the same approach into agriculture? Now, that's just from a profitability standpoint. Another one of the things that I'm noticing and learning in this book is that annual agriculture actually depletes the nutrient base of the soil and increases the need for inputs. So in other words, because these farmers are just farming corn, they have to put in more pesticides, more nutrients for the soil. They have to do crop rotation and all this stuff. And really, year over year, their yields stay about the same. Sure, they may go up one year, down a little bit the next, whatever, but if you still have a 100-acre farm, you're going to get 100 acres worth of corn. You have to have more acres to get more yield, generally speaking. Now, The big difference with permaculture and how it can be profitable and sustainable is the cost of inputs is drastically lower, okay? I've mentioned to you about Mark Shepard, and he has a 100-acre farm as well, but instead of spending $25,000 on on inputs, he spent about $8,000, so about a third of the standard cost. Now, even though his inputs are smaller, 
he has a more well-rounded base of plants and products to offer to help offset any changes in the seasons, any weather issues he may encounter, any dry spells in the local economy. Let's say people in the local area just all of a sudden hate hazelnuts or chestnuts for, for some reason. Well, even though Mark's, some of Mark's main crops are hazelnuts and chestnuts, he grows asparagus and he grows elderberries and different types of fruits and vegetables that he can sell if something isn't being bought up. And that just increases the robustness of his business. Now, another thing that happens because he's made a permaculture farm is that his yields will steadily increase over time, even though the size of his land remains about the same. Now, let me explain. So before I mentioned that, you know, if, if we're doing an annual crop, you're only going to get about 100 acres worth of corn, right? Well, on a permaculture type property, we're planting perennial crops, things that come back every year, things that keep growing, things that get bigger. And so if we can imagine an apple tree, right? Year one of that apple tree, probably not going to get any apples. Year two and three, maybe no apples. Year four, now we're starting to get some apples. And the tree is significantly bigger than year one. A year later, maybe maybe the same amount, maybe a little more apples, the tree's getting bigger. And then 10 years later, you're going to get a ton of apples from the same tree. Oh, and by the way, you're probably going to have more apple trees that have sprouted out and started to grow more apples as well, just because of the way that you're managing that property. And the same thing applies to berries and asparagus and dip just any crop that you'd want to have on this on this property. So not only is the idea of permaculture to plant different types of plants to create that resilient ecosystem that feeds on itself and gives you a lot of different plants and yeah, plants that you can sell, but it's also intended to stay there. We're not trying to take these trees out and move them. And because they stay there, they get to grow more, which means they produce more. And so is it a huge jump? No, but gradually over time, you see more and more yields of a wider variety of plants that you have on your property. And that's the interesting part about permaculture for me that makes it so intriguing. It makes it something that can actually be profitable. Now, one of the things I mentioned in the previous episode on permaculture is how I personally see permaculture and energy, and I, and I see the need to incorporate some, some modern systems into a permaculture-type farm. One of the things that, that, we, that I'm learning here in permaculture is the cost of inputs in the first couple of years is high, which is the same for any farm, right? You got to buy equipment, you got to set up the land, you got to plant everything, make sure it grows, all that stuff. But what if we set up an aquaponics system or a hydroponic system and grew microgreens indoors for the first two years to help offset any costs of setting up the farm and starting to grow the more perennial type species? Well, now not only do we have 
a growing permaculture farm outdoors, but we also have a modern farming system indoors or outdoors, depending on where you want to put it, to help generate some revenue and create business while the rest of the farm is growing. So now you have an even, you know, another addition to how you can make the farm profitable, another income stream that you can take advantage of. And that's something that, that Mark in his book actually said that is, uh, is pitched by the USDA as something that is an automatic profit. He actually says that, you know, aqua, aquaponics is pitched to be this miraculous profit maker. And really it, it can be. If you're using solar energy to run the water pumps, you're using rainwater collection to collect the water that runs through the system, and you're doing it in a controlled environment where pests and other animals aren't going to destroy any crops that you create, right? So if we, if we add that modern touch of aquaponics to a permaculture setup, we're not only increasing the revenue stream, we're making it more stable, giving ourselves a more steady income stream. And really the only thing you need to do outside of setting up the, the aquaponic system and stuff like that is go out and find people to sell to, right? So from everything that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn, there is absolutely ways to make permaculture profitable. But I think we have to take that same type of mindset that we have to investing and put it into whatever it is that we're trying to get into. For me, right now, and, and the topic of these episodes is permaculture. And what I'm seeing is I'm going to create this food forest type situation that's going to be a great place to sit down with clients and have life coaching sessions. It'll be a great place to do different projects outdoors from composting to growing mushrooms to planting different plants and maintaining them throughout time over time and it's just going to be like i said before a peaceful place to do all of these things and because i want to do all of these things i'm in essence creating multiple streams of income which will help make my farm more robust help keep costs down and hopefully help as many people I can as I can for as long of a time as I can. Now, I hope you enjoyed the general message that I've tried to send today. And I hope you take that same type of mentality to whatever it is that drives you in life. Don't ever think that there is just one option to do the thing you want to do. If you want to go and explore crashed shipwrecks in the ocean, well, you don't have to necessarily be a diver to do that. What about robotics? You can send robots down there. Learn how to drive one of those, and you'll get that same type of experience. Well, kind of. That's just, I don't know, one off the top of the head example there. But find what interests you. Find out a way to achieve it and make it your own. Guys, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. It's how we spread the word and get other people involved. We hope to see you again next week for another Thought Load. And as always, begin the duel 
win the day.